0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for checking in. It's the Danny Mac Podcast. I'm Dan McNeil. Glad you're here today, and I hope I can get in at least half of what I want to talk about. I'm going to save a little bit of it for another pod later in the week, probably Thursday and another one on Friday. My hope to be take at least one for things that I don't know that will transpire between when I'm recording this Tuesday morning and when we get to Friday, I expect a lot more news with everything that's going on in the NFL right now. I'll do that later in the week. So I want to talk most most exclusively about the Green Bay Packers and how their win against the Cowboys relates to your Chicago Bears. Because I don't think it's a stretch after 35 plus years in Chicago. Most of my listeners and YouTube viewers are Bears fans. So I'm going to bring it home to you. And this is not an attempt to rub it in, if you think that. I used to be called by a co-worker, a co-host, Matt Spiegel, Danny Green, and Gold. And uh, I embraced that because as a 9- as a or 10-year-old kid, I was a Packers fan. I was. All the other kids in the neighborhood in South Highland were running around in Butkus and Sayers jerseys. I was content to have my John Brockington 42. You got to remember this. My first Bears team was the 69 Bears under Jim Dooley. They went 1-13, and that was on the heels of the Cubs blowing an eight and a half game lead in August to the New York Mets. So it was easy for me to say, okay, had enough lose. I'm nine. Okay. needed a bandwagon. Green Bay was nearby and they have a cool hall of fame. It's even better now. Uh, and I look good in green and gold. What don't I look good in really when you get right down to it, but Jordan love was the story on Sunday for the Packers. And yeah, Aaron Jones had a ton to do with the green Bay lead too, but, The Packers stayed aggressive. Give credit to Matt LaFleur. That touchdown strike fired by Love that made it 20 to nothing. The skinny post in the end zone was thrown hard, and it was thrown to perfection. And Green Bay's defense took the foot off the gas in the second half, but their offense was so good. Putting 48 on the fraudulent, again, Dallas Cowboys in their own building. That was fun for me. And people got mad at me on social media because I'm talking about it being a fun game. I hate the Cowboys. I've hated the Cowboys for years. That's a sport hate. I don't truly hate them. It just so happens that Green Bay was the team kicking their ass on Sunday. So, love has a fantastic first season as the Packers starter. It's year number three. So I'm not gonna. I don't think anybody would be doing Justin Fields a favor by looking at his rookie numbers. He's been in the program for a while and he's had some playing time when Aaron Rodgers was hurt in Green Bay. This is his first year as a starter, and the Packers went nine and eight. Love completed 64 percent of his passes. Fields has yet to do that in his career. Love threw for 32 touchdowns he was intercepted 11 times now he passed a hell of a lot more than fields did too and you got to point out whenever you look at these numbers fields missed a handful of games he was 5 and 8 as the bears starter he completed 61.4% of his passes which was a tick up from a year ago that's where he's been in his 3 years he's right around 60 very consistently 59.8 60.6 and 61.4 those those are the numbers that's that's a fact now he threw for 16 touchdowns nine interceptions he's gotten a lot better he he unquestionably has made progress has it been enough does it make enough to say all right we're passing on Caleb we're saying no to Caleb Williams we don't need him we got our guy okay See for me I look at 3 years of work and I have to pass but I'm just going to let these numbers speak and I'm again I I'm not pounding my fist on the table in front of me I'm I'm not in rub it in mode these are just things that you have to look at and say man where are we going with this and while You know, the numbers don't say everything if you just look at passing because you have to take into consideration what Fields does as a runner. That's something love has yet to unleash. He doesn't have his speed or his athletic skills, but uh, he had four rushing touchdowns this year. And they don't ask him to do it because they have a running back. And that's something else the Bears need to address, but uh, not nearly the priority of the most important position in sports. I've heard a theory being espoused, uh, social media, fans and I talking, buddies and I, whenever we talk about football, why in the world would the Bears want to spend that first pick on on a quarterback when the history of the organization, 100 years of failure to draft and develop, they can't do it. They are not the team that should be picking a quarterback, number one, whether it's Williams or who, it doesn't matter doesn't matter who your guy is. Bears can't develop him. Why would I? I got to get someone out. I'm trading down, and I'm getting me. Marvin Harrison. Okay. Great player. DJ Moore. Very good player. Great player. I'll give him great. I'll put great on DJ Moore as an adjective. He's not a franchise quarterback, though. Because you have failed repeatedly is no damn reason to not try again. If your roof has a leak, and you replace a few shingles on top or you throw some compound on it, brush it in, try and it keeps leaking. You say, okay, I can't do it. You know, I've been trying a hundred years of trying to fix this leaky roof. I've given up on it. I'm going to go buy some new screens for my windows. I'm going to fix my deck. Why would I want to mess with that? I just can't get it right. So I'm going to put a bucket in the room in which, under which that leak is... And that's how I'm going to address it. I'll, I'll, I'll find a bucket that can get it done. You can't do that. You've got to fix the problem. You have to continue to try to fix what's wrong with the Bears and what has been wrong with the Bears for a very, very long time. And what Love did this year in Green Bay cannot be undervalued. You've got to look at how much more mistake-free he was than Fields was. He threw only two more interceptions than Fields did with 207 more attempts. I said I wasn't going to yell. 579 passes attempted for Jordan Love this year. Fields had 370. Three percentage difference. Completion percentage. Justin, 60 point something Justin. And the rating... Every week, every week for Jordan Love in the big games this has been really, really good. You know, week 17, and most of that's on the now-dismissed and looking for work Luke Getsey. Fields didn't get an opportunity to compete. That was a horseshit effort by the Bears in week 18. So I'm not throwing that all on him, but enough excuses. This is the no-excuse tour for Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, and Matt Eberflus. Now, they're going with Eberflus. We've covered that to death. There's no reason to keep covering it. Poles has to draft a quarterback. He has to. He, I'm sure he is doing all the right things because he's a bright guy who very quickly has understood how to handle himself when he's addressing very sensitive issues. He's grown enormously as a front man for the organization in his short period. He has to try and change the fortune of this franchise, or forever the Bears, until they get somebody who's willing to do it, are going to be trying to patchwork their leaky roof. You can't stop trying to fix it. There is a referendum This offseason, for me, this offseason is a referendum on whether Ryan Poles stays or goes. And all I need to see is the 2024 season. I don't need to go past next year on Ryan Poles whether I'm keeping him or not. There is no damn reason to even consider extending his contract right now. He's done a decent job. They got a great defense. I'm going great on DJ Moore. I'm going great on the Bears defense. And they'll be even better after the draft because they're so young. Packers are young, too. Look, you're in a division that has Jordan Love, and Jared Goff has got a lot of football left in him. And I'll get to what Montgomery had to do with the Lions. David Montgomery haunting Bears fans right after the Packers kicked the crap out of the Cowboys. That was rubbing and stuff. Montgomery scoring the Lions' first touchdown you got to draft Caleb Williams. If he doesn't want to come here, find another guy. You're going to do all your evaluation. Do not move that pick. Use that pick on a guy who can throw 32 touchdown passes and pass for 4,100 yards. That's what Love did this year in his first year as a starter. Bears have never had that. Don't draft a guy. Look, Mac, you keep talking about you. Bears have never had that guy who's thrown for 4,000 yards. So let's get running backs and pass rushers and hope we can compete in an NFL that has some pretty good quarterbacks playing this weekend. And Baker Mayfield is going to be one of them. I I don't like a lot about Baker Mayfield, but his numbers Monday night are undeniable. They are what they are. And I know the Eagles' defense has sucked, but, man, it's a big-ass game, and he played like a guy who deserved to be playing in a home playoff game. And it's terrible you got some teams like that hosting playoff games because they weren't very good this season. The Texans have the Ravens. It's all over for uh, for C.J. Stroud and the Texans this weekend. That's the first game of the weekend. That's on ESPN and ABC. The Texans are getting eight and a half against the number one seed. Packers and 49ers. That game is 7-15 Saturday night. It is on Fox right now. Green Bay is getting 10, total of 50 in that one. That's an interesting number. I'll get to where I'm going on these numbers in my next podcast. Sunday, 3 o'clock, the Buccaneers, they say goodbye, and uh, they lose to the Lions. Lions are going back to the NFC Championship game for the first time since January of 92. I should get Eric Kramer on the podcast next week. God, did he look good and like he was having fun with Barry Sanders and Kevin Glover, the former center in Detroit, before that thing on Sunday night. The Chiefs and Bills are at 6.30 Sunday night. The Bills, the two seed, advancing with their pretty easy win over the Steelers. For the most part, it was an easy win. Pittsburgh showed a little bit of life offensively after their defense, uh, when their defense was tackling. Chiefs probably win that game. Haven't had to go on the road yet. Again, all of those in the postseason and do this first time for Patrick Mahomes in his Hall of Fame career. I will do my picks. I'll do um, why these teams are worth trusting or not trusting later in the week. But the other thought I wanted to express uh, about the Bears roster and how it related to this past weekend is what Montgomery has meant to the Lions. And he, he has been... Injury-prone, I grant you that. I understand the NFL is a two-back system, and they drafted a guy after signing Montgomery. They drafted Jameer Gibbs, and he had a good rookie year. They had a real good draft with Sam Laporta. And Jared Goff's going to be around a while. He ain't going anywhere. The Bears have have got to look at the running back position, too. Khalil Herbert was a plotter. This year, he got hurt and wasn't the same. Now, maybe I'm being too rough on him because he never got right and needs the offseason to rest his ankle. Do you remember how Herbert got hurt? Fields turned him around on a very short little circle route in the flat. He turned him around and he messed up his ankle. And he wasn't the same the whole year. He's a plotter. He's too young to be a plotter. I don't want a plotter anyway. I want a guy who can at least bust off a few 20, 25-yard runs before they catch him. You know, I mean, Delvin Cook at the top of his game in Minneapolis was, was terrific. He had breakaway speed in addition to having some power, too. Montgomery doesn't possess that, but he is a lot better than what the Bears have. And uh, he's still pretty young, not for that position, but still pretty young. Deontay Foreman had a little bit of a burst for the Bears this year, but flaked out. Something happened between Foreman and the Bears, and no one has unearthed what it is yet. I hope somebody does. Maybe I'll get busy on that. Roshan Johnson, the rookie out of Texas. It was was a rookie year, so I'm going to go into this offseason with an open mind, but I was not knocked out by Roshan Johnson this year. I hope I'm wrong because I was optimistic he was going to be a very good player for the Bears, and he might be. But um, the Bears need help at running back, especially if they pull the trigger and draft a quarterback. Even if they don't, and even if they keep fields, I think they need help at running back because you can't count on fields to do it, and you don't want him to do it. Can't do it, Mike Singletary. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. I'm going to pay off that Steelers tease after I thank Sam Michael, my executive producer, for putting up with about six takes to get this thing done. And by the time we finally got one to keep, uh, just it's like an hour and a half have passed since we started this thing. Thank you, Sam. And thank you, Adam Delavitt. All right, here's my Steve. Adam runs the show. He's uh, he's baby Capone. Um, I wonder if he's with the mattresses because I haven't heard from him over the weekend and into this week. I've been watching a lot of The Godfather. uh, One and two, very good. The death of Michael Corleone in three, Coda, not so good. Uh, Couldn't make it through it. It wasn't even fun bad. And it was way too long, too. Shocking for a Godfather film. The Pittsburgh Steelers quit on Josh Allen's 52-yard touchdown run. Check my Twitter, Danny Mac Show, and look at the highlight as many times as you have time for. If you watch Josh Allen's 52-yard touchdown run, you will see five members of the Pittsburgh Steelers quit and stop chasing him. Yes, Allen looked like he might go into the slide, but he did a stutter step. He didn't break down completely. His hips didn't sink. He did the stutter step like he was going to put a move on the would-be tackler. And he kept running, and guys jogged after him. There were veteran members of the Steelers. I mean, some of the biggest names in the NFL. Patrick Peterson, 13 years in the league. Minka Fitzpatrick. Steelers defenders quitting on the play. What in the hell is that in a playoff game? How can you jog? It's Josh Allen. You're a defensive back. You're within five yards of him. Damante, Kazee, Darius Rush, a handful of guys. Just stop. Stop that. They should make the Steelers watch that over and over again. If there were a game this coming week for Pittsburgh, I would love to be in that room when Mike Tomlin goes over that highlight. Mike Tomlin's future in doubt, just don't ask him about it. He'll leave the room. That was offensive to football fans. Why wasn't anybody talking about it on GMFB? They talked about Allen. They talked about the the stutter step and the problems the league has with what to do with the penalty flag on a slide. We don't know anymore what's a slide and what isn't. It used to be the catch, now it's the slide. In a game like that, with the Steelers offense and Mason Rudolph, you're gonna, you're gonna pull up on a ball carrier after he has the first down. Are you freaking kidding me? Man, I checked all of the members of the great steel curtain secondary are still alive. Mel Blunt, Hall of Famer, Donnie Schell, still alive. JT Thomas, Mike Wagner, a white safety number 23. Glenn Edwards. Those guys are all in their 70s, but they're all still alive. Get him in the room with Minka Fitzpatrick. Get him in there with all these guys who didn't want to tackle Josh Allen last night. He's a big dude, but he's not, he's not, doesn't carry the G forces that a that a big guy always does because he can't get going that fast you're a freaking defender in the national football league and you're pulling up on a quarterback in a playoff game you're jogging after him jesus that was the worst effort i saw this weekend and five guys were a part of it said i wasn't gonna yell i didn't yell about the bears all I got for today. Thanks for putting up with me. I'm Dan McNeil and you've been listening to the Danny Mac podcast. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.